radio. Ra- radio. It's a good ass black ass time. We taking it from the stage to the airway. Y'all, it's another episode of Smart, Funny, and Black Radio. I am your host, Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And Tajrani. And we are here bringing that Friday vibe to your Monday drive. So if we miss something over the weekend, know that we recorded this on Friday. Uh, But (laughs) shout out to all y'all listening uh, on the podcast. You may not have heard us on the Monday that this airs, but you may be listening to us on the podcast. So shout out to y'all listening to the XS through the SXM app. We appreciate you. Also appreciate everybody who is going to AmandaSeals.com and buying tickets to my tour, the Black Outside Again Tour, which we just announced. Yeah, yeah. Devon, let that ride. Let that ride. Yeah. Uh, because I'm Black Outside Again. Listen, this panini had me locked down, honey. Okay? Mm-hmm. I was in the house. I was in the house. We had all of us locked down, so now we're all black. No, a lot of comedians were out. Well, yeah. I mean, like the audience, like we were like in the house, wanting to go out and see. People. Unless they were in Atlanta. I mean, they, y'all was at the brunches, they, the I skating. I, I saw people in the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that happened. pool party? Yeah, Atlanta was like, fuck a pandemic. Atlanta smokes hookah everywhere, so like they have a different. <laughs> reason, so. It's too much. <laughs> They've got to let it go, guys. Strong. Let the hookah go for real, for real. <laughs> Well, we will be in Atlanta. Uh, is there any hookah at the Smart Funny and Black in Atlanta? No. No. <laughs> <they're not. laughs> but we will be doing Smart Funny and Black shows on this tour as well as uh, stand-up. So if you've been listening to the show and you hear the Smart Funny and Black live clips at the end of the show, you can be a part of experiencing that live for your damn self. So go to AmandaSeals.com. Get your tickets. I know some people are feeling squeamish about buying tickets these days, but I just got over COVID. So my antibodies is strong. So I'm going to be there. showing up to the shows y'all i'm gonna be showing up to the shows first i'll be showing up in brea california july Jan- ah first i'll be showing up to brea california june 24th 25th and 26th at the improv so go check those tickets out brea for the record is like 45 minutes outside of la so you know what i'm saying if you're looking for a little staycation for the evening little little getaway little dip out come and check me out also you can check me out at Raleigh, North Carolina. Is it Raleigh or Raleigh? Um, I, think I say Raleigh, Raleigh. But I think if you're from the South, it's a little Raleigh. It's like Raleigh. Okay, because I said Raleigh and somebody like corrected me and was like, it's Raleigh. And I was like, it's all right. Draw, I was going to say, I call it Raleigh, and, but it's not Durham. It's Durham. Durham. Okay, just like Atlanta is it's Elena. Elena. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina on July 15th, 16th, and 17th. And I will be in the DMV at the Kennedy Center for two nights uh, we are doing a residency at the Kennedy Center where you get three different kinds of shows you get Smart Funny and Black on the 22nd and then on the 23rd you get Smart Funny and then on the 23rd you get Small Doses Podcast live in that afternoon vibe and then in the evening I'm going to be hitting the stage doing stand-up comedy and there's so many more dates to check out if you are not in any of those three cities but I wanted to tell y'all about those first because they're the first ones coming up alright now the first thing that we always do here at the show is tell y'all how black we feel today how black do you feel today? Taj, how are you feeling? So I am feeling as black as the girls in Chingy's Right There video. Oh I don't know. Gosh, I'm feeling like that was so specific. That's what I said when you said it earlier. <laughs> when, I was, when I was thinking about it, all I was seeing was that, and I was saying Right There in my mind. Um, clearly, I'm trying to be back outside, but uh, that's exactly <laughs> how black I'm feeling today. I'm just excited. I'm screaming. I'm, Are you? I am. I'm screaming. Internally, internally. It's an internal <laughs> scream. It's a metaphor. 
Um, y'all know it's summertime and it's getting hot outside. Well, it's always hot in LA, but it's getting hotter outside. Right. So I'm feeling as black as meat on the grill. I just to put some meat on the grill, you know. I need y'all to speak into the mic. Meat on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Not ASMR. <laughs> no. I'm feeling as black as meat on the grill. You know, every summertime, it's time to pull out, you know, your favorite ribs, mm. chicken, mm. hamburgers, and slap on the grill. I cannot grill, but... Okay. If I did, I would be throwing meat on the grill this summer. All right, now. Uh, I was just in New York City, and mm. I did The Breakfast Club. I did High 97. Great interview. Great interview. Thank yes. you. Got to talk about a lot of different topics, a myriad of things. And um, I also got the chance to perform at the Comedy Cellar, which I've never performed at in the Village Underground. And uh, I also got a chance to, like, heal some, like, mend some fences that had been, like, open kind of, they, I won't call them wounds, but they had just been, like, scars, you know? So we put some... We put some solve on them. I got to see my sister. Like, I just really, like, had, like, a really fruitful time in New York. So I feel as black as them big, giant, Diddy Run the City billboards that were in Times <laughs> <Yo>. Square. <laughs> Not that you run a city. Because, I mean, you know, you just feel like you run in the city. When, when you go to New York and you have, like, a really fruitful time and you really, like, do the thing, it really reminds you, like, yo, if I could make it here, I could make it anywhere. I'm yeah. running this shit. So, I mean, you probably have had, like, the same amount of names as PDD as well. Well, only two. Amanda Diva, Amanda Seals. He got, like, five. I've yeah. had two names. But that's still more <laughs> Now he's love. love. Oh, yeah. He just said on that podcast, though, he was like, but call me Diddy right now. We don't call you Diddy. We're going to call you Puff. Actually. Right. So that's the funny oh, you thing, are too. The Puff era, I guess. Yeah. I was about to say, Wherever, whenever I met you, that's <laughs> Mama call him Puff. I'm going to call him Puff. Yeah. And for me, it's Puff Daddy. It's so, I mean, that means you have to rebrand yourself one more time, Amanda Seals. You have to, you have to come up with a new era. It's all about the eras <laughs> these days. What would I call myself? Just AS. Just go by AS. AS, Amanda X. Ooh, <laughs> by any joke necessary. Hey. By any joke necessary. The next Can you imagine t-shirt. if I came out with Amanda X? People would be so they ready. mean to me. <laughs> they was ready. You're biracial. How dare you? Again with this, <laughs> just for the record, by the way, because people love to be like, you're biracial. How are you talking about black things? First of all, that doesn't stop a black person from being a black person. One. Second, I don't have a white parent. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a white parent. I just don't so have a white know. parent. But they are. someone commented on one of the um, on, on the of course, it was on the fucking uh Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You know, that audience, a lot of times, I have a lot of support, but then there's always the ones in there who are like, she a clown. And somebody was like, you know, for somebody with a white parent, she sure has a lot to say about black things. And I'm like, and I replied, who in this video has a white parent? People are also like, why are you replying? Let me tell you why I'm replying. Okay. I reply because I'm one of the people. Right. And I know that there's like this idea like, oh, you know, you shouldn't because it's your energy, et cetera, et cetera. But I am going black outside again. Mm -hmm. I need to get my energy back up to dealing with people like being in New York. Me and Taj notice people can't people no more. People bumping into you. People stopping in the middle of the walkway. People just doing all type of weird shit. I'm like. They ain't been outside in a minute. They got to get readjusted, reacclimated. It's crazy. Listen, if you are a subscriber to the Amandaverse, look out because I'm about to put a list on the Amandaverse of things that need to etiquette in the airport. Because I feel like (gasps) we we need to just re-up. We just need to re-up. We need a refresher. The airport is a different beast. We need a refresher. So uh, shout out to all of our subscribers in the Amandaverse. I also uh, will be doing a five-part series of stories. Uh, a five port series. Sorry, 
I will also be doing a five-part story time with Seals about the real uh, in the Amandaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people have been curious about my experience because of you know them leaving me out, et cetera, et cetera. But they've had a lot to say. The people have had a lot to say. The people, the people have had a lot to say uh-huh. about something that they have no, nothing to do with. The, that's the real no clue. Series. You should bring everyone on who has a conspiracy about why you left the real, and they give their their accounts <laughs> of why you left. You know what? I'm about to do it on Instagram Live. <laughs> I'm about to do that Instagram live. Tell me your conspiracy theory about why I left seen the a few. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, really? Tell me one. It was, I mean, it's just like stuff that just like doesn't make sense. It was just like, they kind of piece things together. Like, oh, well, everybody hates her on Insecure. I mean, they also hated her at The Real. It's just like these, rant, like just I things that are like, it's, I don't Is know. Is that what it was? It was a lot. They gonna hate seeing me, Adrian and, and, and Jeannie on Instagram Live just chopping it up about baby Monaco and <laughs> Adrian's but, husband but can I is. will say this. I do like the fact you said this on The Breakfast Club is the fact that, you know, people look at like just TV shows and entertainment as just kind of like this glitz and glamour. But in the day, it is a mm-hmm. work environment. And just Period. like you and me and Taj, we all have had bad work experiences. And there's nothing wrong with talking mm. shit about your job sometimes. Because I'm going to talk shit about my job. Someone was like, you always have bad work experiences. And I was like, well, one, I've been in this game since I was eight. So Period. Sag since when? 94. Okay. So to have like three in, in that span mm-hmm. of time. You... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was born. When when Amanda was signing that uh, sad card, they were signing my birth certificate. Wow. What a moment. A moment I'll that never came forget. From my neck. I'm glad I have a turtleneck on because that really just decapitated me. Like, so we're like, we have synergies. <laughs> about we have synergies. My carotid artery is like, pew, 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 <laughs> pew. Uh, but the other thing, too, is that, you know, this entertainment business is notorious for toxic workplaces. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually more normal than not. You know, like, people, like, really applaud when they have a when they have a good workspace. They're like, oh, my God. I remember when we were doing Bring the Funny, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen was like, wow, I'm, like, really happy to see y'all. Like, that's rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to, like, show that's up. That's why it's weird. I'm like, niggas act like they don't hate their jobs. So I'm like. Listen. Well, niggas also act like we don't have a whole industry of people that succumb to addiction and mm-hmm. to. W- niggas act like there wasn't a whole Time's Up based on. The work bullshit. environments that were riddled mm-hmm. with sexual harassment, sexual assault, etc. So when I come out and talk about it, it's really like, why are y'all like acting brand new? But I also think it's because a lot of people don't talk about it because silence mm-hmm. is really what is expected. You're not supposed to say what's really going on. We're supposed to keep the image that, that everything is Yeah, absolutely. All the time. And that this is glamorous. All listen. The flossy flossy. <laughs> yeah. Access doesn't necessarily equal quote unquote glamour and it definitely doesn't equal happiness. So that's just something that everybody needs to um keep in, in this mind. New workforce ain't playing it. They no. The, Gen Z is like, oh what? There's this popular I'm I don't know if you guys have seen the popular you um TikToker like I am Dre Brown, I think's his name. He does like the um the elite videos, like he's part of the elite. And he lost his job. Wait, I'm sorry, he didn't lose his job. He uh quit his job. Mm-hmm. I think he worked for like a bank or something. Yeah. Because he was like because all of his content he criticizes like work culture and like being a young person in a in a corporate um environment. And basically he was basically saying he was getting some hate at the job. And he was like, so mm-hmm. I put my little two weeks notice in, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep making these videos. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> like, before we started, <laughs> like, I just saw that. I which, like, I, which, yeah. I, which I like, because I feel like there is a critique about the work, especially corporate spaces that people don't want to hear, but it's, like, valid. Yeah. It's completely yes. valid. And what people also don't understand is, like, Hollywood is run by corporate spaces as well. Mm-hmm. Like, athletics is corporate spaces. Wow. <laughs> like, say that. <laughs> it's, it's a corporation. So, mm-hmm. you know, this country is a corporation. Literally, America is incorporated. Well, they run there doing a real bad job. They running it into the ground. 
But you know what? Be, we about to talk about it because we about to get into some black carrot news. Another edition of Black Year News. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. Too much. <laughs> right? It's like every like the phrase everything is everything like feels like new meaning to me now because everything is really everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Literally. We gotta start talking with the uh, talking about the <laughs> Taj has titled it in our breakdown as madness, madness, <laughs> madness. <laughs> Uh, the insurrection hearings. Bring bring us up to speed, Taj. Um, so you guys know the insurrection insurrection hearings just started, where everybody's evaluating what happened on January sixth. Lovely January sixth, and it feels like such a long time ago. But then again, it's like was that just yesterday? Um, but a lot of crazy things have happened. There are some star witnesses that are popping up. I actually. As I'm saying this out loud, I'm just remembering it. So as we talk about it, I'm going to pull up this one specific star witness who was actually a music video director. Oh yes, so yes. the music video. So this music video director, I sent you the clip. Okay. Uh, it was the music. <laughs> this music video director. He's a British director. He had actually implemented himself into the Proud Boys uh surreptitiously and was doing that so that he could do like research for a document right. for a documentary not realizing that he was actually becoming um uh not realizing that what he was actually doing was getting evidence for this insurrection and he also fun fact directed the video for special delivery special delivery so uh his name is Nick Quested isn't that wild? Like, imagine when he was in there and he had that realization, like, crikey, <laughs> they're planning an insurrection. But also that resume, you know. Right. Delivery, insurrection <laughs> evidence, you know. So that's wild. What mm-hmm. else is going on with this? Um, so basically, one thing that we should all note is that Fox News is not broadcasting the hearings. No surprise there. Like, very public about it, very proud about it, but they're but they not are airing any. on air, like doing um commentary about it which is interesting so they're not broadcasting it but they're commentating it as if it's like a basketball game well not almost like live commentating but talking oh. about it like talking about the uh, but even still it's like why just you're gonna have to play clips so <laughs> what's the point i mean also it's just like act like it's not happening because i mean y'all ain't trying to be a part of it because y'all are a part, part of, of it, it. <laughs> You are the news. Mm -hmm. Literally. Um, The House Judiciary Committee's GOP members tweeted something that said simply all old news. So, you know, in the day of Agent Orange, it was fake news, everything. But the GOP members are talking about this is all old news. There's no such thing as old news. It's it's history. (laughs) Like, it's the facts. I'm trying to understand how you're going to act like it didn't occur. We watched it. All of us watched it happening live. So... Why are we acting like we weren't all there with a the front row seat? Because I know for a fact the day that this was happening, I definitely clocked out of work early because it was stressing me out. And I was like, I have to go. And I sat there with my roommate at the time and we like just sat on the couch <laughs> for hours, like watched watch it, it and discussed it with our uh, black people group chats because it was scary. But it was also like, well, what the what? Well, like watching it, I really one, I feel like with the hearings, I'm just like, what? Is, so what we go do? What is the, what's the um, end all, be all of all of this stuff? 
But also kind of going back to January 6th and watching it, it really felt like almost those things you see in history books. Like one of my favorite parts of history is the French Revolution. Um, and okay. there's <laughs> my fact. But there's this like, like Napoleon Bonaparte and all that. All of that. The third estate, the first estate, Marie and Sonia getting her head chopped off with at the guillotine. guillotine. I love it. I love You're it giving me like Cardi B history buff <laughs> yeah, vibes right now. Like, oh no, history is my favorite subject. If I wasn't one day more, <laughs> if I wasn't Jeremiah like the Bible, I would be like a historian Jeremiah Jones somewhere. Fascinating. Yes. Um, but there's this there's this um, event called like, the Storm of the, of the uh, Bastille. Yes. Where they like stormed the prison. Mm-hmm. And you saw, they have like obviously like paintings or, of these pictures. And I think of things like that. I'm like, oh, it's history. Ah, uh, like so, you can see there being renderings of this. Yes. And I thought, saw January It's going to be an like, NFT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I see moments like this. I'm like, oh, wow, we're like living history. Oh, like, absolutely. These moments. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like we're passively like just a part of like you know, everyday life. But it's like, oh, no, these historic moments are going to be in someone's history book. At one well, point. I think the reason why it's somewhat surreal and trippy is because we have been alive long enough to see history. Repeated. Re- well, not just that. We've been live long enough to see history through media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yes. So like generations that went through these things, like they didn't see history through media. We've actually been able to see history and mm-hmm. like commentary on it and movies. So we feel like we're in the movie that we have yes. seen. Right. It's like yeah. we are all the main character in a very real life documentary that's happening in front of us. Representative Liv Cheney, literally the daughter of Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. You remember the man who shot someone in the face and the person apologized to him for mm-hmm. being in the in way? The words mm-hmm. of Kiki Palmer. Sorry to this Does, man. Yeah. Sorry to this I don't man. know this don't man. Know. <laughs> well, Liz Cheney uh, said not only did Trump refuse to tell the mob to leave the Capitol, he placed no call to any element of the U.S. government to instruct that the Capitol be defended. He did not call his Secretary of Defense. He did not talk to his Attorney General. He did not talk to DHS. This is very real stuff. And she said something that I thought was... um, He didn't call them because he didn't know who any of those motherfuckers were. (laughs) That's just... Well, she said said this, and I thought it was really poignant. Uh, Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone that your dishonor will remain. Hmm. Now, I don't know if she for the black folk, but... Well, I will say this. Because I, 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 I doubt it. But. People say, like, you know, her, also her... This is great she said that, but also her voting record previously before January 6th insurrection was very much in line with Donald Trump. So it was kind of Interesting. Like, hmm. I'm glad you are saying something, but it's like, don't, don't do too much now. Sometimes, not, I mean, sometimes people change up when they feel themselves being threatened. I mean, I'm glad this that is, this was a wake-up call because obviously this is, this is a big deal that they were literally trying to overthrow the government and kill people. I think at the end of the day, there are still like these Republicans who consider themselves patriots and that consider themselves to be upholders of like the foundation of this nation and that democracy exists in a particular way and that this was an attempt to destruct democracy. So... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, listen, as as an ex of mine once said, ain't <laughs> uh, ain't no wrong way to be right. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like a broken you know, clock is right twice, twice a, day. a day. Yeah. Ain't no wrong reason to be right. So, you know, I was thinking when you were talking to do about, right. That's what it was. When you were talking about us living life in history through media, I often think about how this is actually affecting us and people's perception of just how things should actually go and the PTSD that we will deal with. I just wanted to say that. Well, it's so real because there's really just this idea that like, this has to be this way. Like when you see people talking about like even gun control and they're like, well, I mean, how, well, how else would we do it? And it's like, there's other types of ways, ways, (laughs) like a multitude of ways. Uh, When you talk about 
abortion, when you talk about reparations, how how could we possibly do reparations? And it's like they gave us stimulus checks mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. I need another one. What, where it. is that? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of another one, uh, let's go on to our next Black Urit news story of the day. Yes. So I'm sure you guys are familiar with Lil Nas X, the queer rapper, singer, extraordinaire, you know, made waves. Always making waves, especially on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, he's making more waves on the internet. Um, so he teased a new song that's a diss track. But not a diss track. It had a line that dissed BET because he was not nominated for this year's show. Um, on Twitter a few days ago when the nominations came out, he tweeted, Thank you, BET Awards, and for an outstanding zero nominations again, Black Excellence. <laughs> you know, I really do love the fact that Lil Nas X will get on the internet and troll oh, cause everybody. It's definitely... He's like, definitely even in the song. He's like, "Fuck BT, fuck BT." <laughs> Literally, and he's definitely the person, the human controlling his social media. Like, oh how, no, he's definitely. They took Adele's it. password after she posted that wild ass picture a couple of years ago. Lil Nas X, he's holding the password, the keys to everything. <laughs> he's I, running everything. I think being like a person of like the age of the internet, he knows how to use it mm-hmm. in a very intentional way. Yes. So especially like at one point him like Lil Boosie was like going back and forth. He, what? He kind of like knew You don't how to remember get... that? I don't want to know that. What was I can't even imagine that being like oh. a valuable conversation. It wasn't. Cuz it wasn't even a conversation. <laughs> Boosie was hating and Lil Nas X was not allowing him to just What do you do mean that? he was hating? I mean, the he homo- was homophobic. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asked. And more people were homophobic. Homophobic. Say that word. Homophobic. Hom- there mm-hmm. we go. Um, because people were saying, like, you know, he's like making this a whole big deal. It's not a big deal. I need people to stop. <laughs> yes. Policing big deals. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really have a problem with it because it's always people that have nothing to do with the situation Ooh. and. People who have never been in anything remotely similar to the situation. Mm-hmm. Fair. Like, ultimately, people's perspective, their experience is their experience. Like, maybe you don't think it's a big deal, but it's not you to tell them, like, oh, you need to shut down. Like, he, this is his livelihood. He's a creative. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he wants to be accepted by his black community. Right. Yeah. He may be putting out the energy of, like, fuck this, I don't care. I don't believe that. Like, I know that you, I know as somebody who gets heat from this community, you want to be loved by your community. And as we are in Pride Month, we have consistently seen homophobia plague the black community. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this is like some random call out. Like, we understand this is attached to some bigger thing. Because when he did perform at the BET Awards, Mm -hmm. that's when all the homophobia was very seriously out there. Like, oh, this is bad for the children. Oh, my God. Y'all niggas is killing an entire community on your records. But this is bad for the children? I mean, I guess you can say, well, both of it is bad for the children. But at the end of the day, why are your kids up watching the BET Awards with you? But also that... (laughs) Also, it's that, late. It's these late. Are the same ki- these are the same folks who's giving giving their kids the melatonin gummy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> but I do want to say that in a tweet, Lil Nas X did address what you just said, Amanda. He said, "This is not this is not over no BET award. This is about a bigger problem of homophobia in the black community. Mm-hmm. Y'all can sit and pretend all you want, but I'm gonna risk it all for us." Um, and to be fair, in 2020, in 2020, he was nominated for best new artist at the BET Awards. They also invited him to perform at the 2019 and 2021 show. Mm-hmm. Uh, an official statement from BET. They said, unfortunately, this year he was not nominated by BET's Voting Academy, which is comprised of an esteemed group of nearly 500 entertainment professionals in the fields of music, television, film, digital marketing, sports, journalism, public relations, influencers, and creative art. 
And I'm mad because they did not include me in the 500 people because Same. I have an opinion. Same. <laughs> it's time. It's our time. Um, but yeah, this, this is th- our time. <laughs> Please. But no, I, I do think there is a Yo. good conversation about like, historically, not outside of Blue Nights X, there's mm-hmm. been a critique of the BET Awards not having an array of queer representation. representation. I mean, um, there was that year where, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, where they removed B. Scott from the red carpet. The red carpet. The, what do you mean they removed? He was like, if I'm not mistaken, he was a red carpet host and they didn't like how he was dressed right. because it was too feminine. He was in women's clothes or what could be seen as women's clothes and mm-hmm. they removed him. Um, but I think they resolved it. They resolved, they resolved it. it and they, they ended up like fixing it and working it out. But that was like a very harsh moment. But also, at this, it's just... All, as Quinta Brunson said, people be gay. What are we talking about? And a, and a lot of a lot of black icons are gay. So for anyone in our community to act like there still needs to be a separation and leaning in on a Bible is just kind of like, you know, actually read it. And <laughs> I mean, I literally just people. saw someone say that, like, where your your blackness it speak just speaking of this, like I saw someone say your blackness is based on who your father is because the man has the seed. That is the Bible. So there's people that are thinking that way. So to get that yeah. person to come all the way over to, to support Lil Nas X, that's a long road. Well, support, I would say support aside, whether you want to say Lil Nas X is your favorite artist or not, it's proof in the pudding that he's been one of the biggest artists mm-hmm. of the past year. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether Years. Through, yeah. yeah. Whether it be through controversy, controversy. All your kids know his song. All of them. <laughs> Music videos. All these things. So the fact that he wasn't represented is kind of weird to me. And his innovation is basically, to me, akin to Soldier Boy back in the day, who really started to break the internet with music and stuff like that. And that's what Lil Nas X did. He figured out a way. He got the music popping. We loved it. He got. I was about to call that man Billy Bob. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Ray. But you know what I'm saying? But Bro- you, know, you know who was nominated, though, surprisingly? <laughs> the white rapper Jack Carla. Or not surprisingly. Why? He a rapper, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish black spaces would be preserved as black spaces. Like, I have have there ever been any white nominees at the NAACP Awards? I wonder. Like, why does the BET I know there's Awards been other POC yeah, nominate like Aquafina, if I'm not mistaken? Mm. But I don't know if there's been any white. Well, Harry, Harry who? Uh, Styles? No, Meghan Markle's husband. You know, Who's Prince, the Prince. For, for what? Uh, they won an NAACP. They together, so him and Meghan Markle together. Uh huh. Maybe that's why she. I mean, that's a black. He's a black well, and regardless, they royal. They royal. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, uh, I think it's just it's really important that media spaces understand their importance yes. in how they move culture, in how they move minds and hearts. So, I would love to see BET uh, reassess how they're using their platform and just the power that they have to be at the forefront of conversations shifting. That's that. Start by, you know, bringing Smart, Funny, and Black radio on the board. Listen, I know that radio room be popping off BETX weekend, so... What's good? There is no BETX this this year. Wait, what? Nope. No BETX this year. Uh, And there might not be no FBI after the (laughs) former Olympic gymnasts uh, sue them for $1 billion for failing to stop sports physician Larry Nassar, who was charged in 2016 with federal child pornography offenses and sexual abuse. Um, this story just just resonates so close to home for me because not only do I know uh, victims of Larry Nasser, but as a former gymnast, I 
I'm just so disheartened by the amount of negligence that had to take place in order for this to happen. Extreme um, mm-hmm. According to reports, there's no dispute that FBI agents in 2015 knew that Nasser was accused of molesting gymnasts and they failed to act, leaving him free to continue to target young women and girls for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know Simone Biles as the most famous gymnast right. perhaps ever next to Nadia Comaneci. And she came forward as one of the survivors. And she said that she only stayed in gymnastics after the previous Olympics uh, because she felt like in order for this case to actually go the distance, she needed to be an active gymnast mm-hmm. as a survivor because her teammates had had all retired. And I was just watching the other day. I, I watch, I follow a lot of gymnastics pages and they had done a, a super clip of like all of the gymnasts uh, doing vault at the tw- at the 2016 Olympics. And all of them were doing one of the hardest vaults in the world, the Aminar. All of them were just doing them amazingly. And the last gymnast, Michaela Maroney, who is a beast and who has one of the greatest Aminars of all time, she did her vault, she stuck it, and the team won. She later came forward and said that that's the night before that, that this person had sexually assaulted her for an hour. She was left with this man by herself, a 15-year-old girl, for an hour. I don't even go to the OBGYN without a nurse in the room with me. Yeah. Okay? So why is a young girl in the room with a man by herself? Well, that's why when you use the word, like, negligence, it's kind of like, I feel like that's not the best word. Because it feels, negligence in my head is kind of like, oh, I didn't really know, but I was overlooking it this seems like very intentional like there was just no the reason the reason i don't think it's intentional is because i feel like it was so the norm that Mm -hmm. people were just going along with the program that had been there which is why so many people took issue with bella and marta caroli because they had created a system that allowed for this to happen and about systems not being right Mm -hmm. listen and you have to challenge them and so these women are coming together and they have said we want one billion dollars for the negligence michigan state university which was also accused of missing chances over many years to stop nasser agreed to pay 500 million to more than 300 women and girls who were assaulted usa gymnastics and the u.s olympic and paralympic committee made a 380 million dollar settlement and you know what sucks about all this though no amount of money this guy mm-hmm. it. nope well like you kind of said um, with michaela it's kind of like being a I mean, I've never been to the Olympics, but I imagine it's like the... <laughs> in case you guys are wondering, I've never been to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that has to be like one of the most greatest accomplishments in the world. Absolutely. Like to be like, to, even if you don't necessarily win, to be on that floor. Yeah. And now that memory is always going to be clouded by like this negative and disastrous moment in your life. I mean, you would theorize that possibly that's what got into Simone Biles' head in the last Olympics. You right. know, that being back in this setting, you know, there was possibly a PTSD moment that was just surfacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's never... Sorry, she's never like verbalized specifically what could have caused uh, her getting the twisties, but that's that's a real mm-hmm. possibility. Hell yeah! Hell, it, on top I, of general pressure, it's well, just like like you reliving. said, like you're going, you're competing at the highest level, mm-hmm. and there's already a pressure on you to be like the best because you are Simone Biles. But then I'm sure stepping back on that floor on that mat, you kind of like thinking back to the last time you were seeing yeah. all those memories and all those painful tra- traumatic moments that kind of. Like kind of like cloud, just this whole this whole arena. It's a, it's supposed to be a happy ass moment where you can just celebrate all your hard work, and finally culminating, and you can't even do that. 
So shout out to these young women uh, continuing to fight and advocate for themselves because the fucked up part. Yeah, let's give them a clap for that, babe. Let's give them a clap for that because let me tell you something. Advocating for yourself, a lot of people really try and call it some other shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, you being extra, you doing too much, etc. If you don't advocate for you, who go? Nobody. What you see? Nobody. (laughs) They better keep (laughs) right. Right. They put their trust in the hands of the authorities, and the authorities didn't have any problem allowing this man to continue Mm -hmm. to put his hands on young women, and that is disgusting. Speaking of someone putting hands on young women, Nick Cannon. I don't know if that was the best segue, but go ahead. <laughs> well, he's putting hands on women. Let's be, he's not putting hands on young women. I don't want to ever make that... Uh, it's consensual. This is consensual. Yeah, this is consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Cannon love the ladies. Mm-hmm. And they love him. Specifically the uteruses. They, and right, they I don't know what the ladies, per se. I'm like, it's definitely... He loves the womb, the yeah. man. The W-O-M... <laughs> I hate when people spell woman with W-O-M-B-A-N. No, some... I ain't gonna say that on the radio because they go, they go hear it. Never mind. I'm gonna say it. Because whenever somebody texts me happy birthday, but spell it like B Earth Day, <laughs> I'm like, they, they are gonna hear this, and I'm like, what was that about? Oh, man. I'm like, stop playing on my phone. Because next could be Grand Rising. Yeah, I was about to say, Grand the Hotepery has begun. Right around the corner. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> That's true. Tosh, please talk about it. Um, so basically, as we all know, Nick Cannon has a lot of children. How many children does he have at this point? Um, I believe he has nine at this point. I might be okay, wrong. Okay. Um, Was it just announced that there's another? Uh, yes. So he's expecting more children after welcoming three last year. Um, he did lose a child uh, a couple of months ago. Yes. But this is um, after he had taken an oath of celibacy. Um, and said he was going to just like chill out. However, I read that he said that after he lost his child that he decided he wanted some more. So... Well, Nick Cannon is a very, very rich man. So I want to, like, in his, like, account, his budget, does he have, like, money set aside for, like, the gender reveals, the baby showers? You're funny. The meatballs. <laughs> Not the meatballs. The, Not burber, the burberry shir- shir- shirts. Yes, you got to have all that for the, like, you know, the festivities leading up to the birth. Well, the internets, the way a lot of people are approaching this is you have one side where people are just like, this is not practical. Like, this is Mm -hmm. not a way to really go about starting families. And then other people are like, if he got the money, he could do what he want. Why Why are y'all hating on him with the money? And I'm just like, ah. Hating is a strong word. I don't know if it's hate. (laughs) I think think it's very much um, constructive criticism. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's constructive criticism. I think that, um, and this is my point of view, but I just think (laughs) that, you know, of course it would be. But I just think that as a community where we're always talking about broken family structures and having half siblings and Mm. my papa was a Rolling Stone and all Mm. these other things, um, to be intentional about it uh, when you know better so you can do better, it seems interesting to me. And I don't know their living situation, so they could very well all be living together in a beautiful community. I have no idea. But um, he is not living together. I'll say that. <laughs> I feel like they're very much international. Mariah Key is at Mariah House. <laughs> I mean, I, absolutely. Rock and roll. <laughs> um, but I just kind of feel that... Money is not the solve for this. And having a lot of money does not mean that you need a tribe. Right. It's just, for me, 
not right. Um, I don't know how you, as, and I'm saying this as an only child, I don't know how you divide that much time and attention amongst kids in that many different spaces, especially when they're all around the same, same age. Some, oh the same life stage. A lot of them are around the same age. Project twins. Yeah, so you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Just um, like Project Quadruplet. Um, I'm not talking bad about this man, um, but it is... <laughs> It's a choice. It's a choice. And then why do you have to why do you have to disclaimer it with I'm not talking bad about this man? Like, what makes you feel like you have to say that? Um, because <sighs> I'm not in his shoes. I'm not in the women's shoes. So I don't I don't know what's worked out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what con- obviously this is cons- consensual. So I don't know what arrangements are worked out. Um, so I don't want to say that these are poor bad choices it's just that um well, they I, are though i say oh. this i say this i love drumline <laughs> oh i love little cost of thing with christine christine and <laughs> great movie great great art great work but when we talk about the fatherhood thing i think and we all can test is as people who who grown up i think the most important parts of your life are like the small moments yeah sense. like obviously Fair. you have graduations you have birthday parties you have all these things yeah. But mm-hmm. your parents been in those little moments when I come home from school, like when I, mm-hmm. or just like sitting down talking yes. to your parents, like those things matter the most in like the retrospective of your brain. Mm-hmm. So for a parent not to be able to be there for those moments, I feel like the kids feel that. And I say that that means you love them any less. They don't feel you like your love, but you not being, it's just impossible. You're one person. I was going to say, man. I think it's just the reality that as we have come to truly understand that our emotions and being in touch with our feelings is such an integral part of our development and we look at like particularly like the black communities work towards that and black men's work towards that like there's a presence that has to be there and i don't feel like it's physically it's just not physically possible and even though the women are making these consensual choices i'm looking at them like well that's my question is this just somebody who was like i want a baby and I don't want to have to go to a sperm donor and I don't want like, is that just that I want to be a mom and that's that? I think there's also something um, in that scenario that's just like, well, I'm not trying to, I guess I think to me, Taj, what you were trying to say is like, I don't want to judge these people, yes. but I feel like these are not strong family, yes. units. family units or choices, <laughs> well, right? Like, I'm and you confused can- about too, because Nick does like from the outside looking in, like he's very like about like blackness and this Absolutely. whole thing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Like, as a black man, where is the choice to not, I guess, and not to say nuclear families are the end-all be-all, but to kind of, like, go completely left and just have these, I don't want to say broken families. Broken is, but like, not, not the word, but it's def- it's it's definitely, like, segmented. But it's splintered it's energy. Segmented. It's splintered energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you splinter a laser, it's just not going to be as possible. I right. mean, it's not going to be as powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of us have had unique uh, relationships yeah. with our parents and with our dads in particular. And... Um, you know, Jeremiah, you you speak all the time about just how close you and your dad are and how My you big head daddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, DJ. <laughs> and uh, you know, then you have people who are like, Well, this has been working in Africa forever. We're not there. Well, also <laughs> when we talk about like, oh, this has been considered effective in Africa, you know, this has been a part of our tradition. You know what's also been a part of our tradition? Ignoring women. Well. And misogyny. And what's considered effective has rarely taken how it's affecting women into consideration. When you talk about these polygamous uh, situations, you got 
the the man coming and doing him and and getting stopping through and happy birthday and mm-hmm. and keeping it moving. But then you have all these wives, right? And there's been so many stories about wives poisoning each other, killing each other, favoritism amongst the kids, you know, there being dissension amongst the wives and them all vying for this one man's attention. And it's just not ever truly about like, is this even healthy for the mothers? Mm-hmm. And to that point, I think I just thought about like, it also creates this burden on the mothers to do all the yes. parenting because it's essentially... Oof. Being a parent is an everyday job. It's the small, Absolutely. again, the small thing. I got to yeah. pick her from school. Because even people, I think people even think about having a baby. They think about, oh, my mini me, go, go take our little picture, <laughs> go to the baby shower, you know, first day of school. Mm-hmm. But after the first day of school, you got to child up every day, 6 a.m. You have to you do things like Amanda and I were traveling to and from New York and women with kids under oh, three in the airport Lord. and trying to just manage that and figure it out. And there was, I didn't see any daddies close by. I know that they were they there. The right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, a lot of that does fall on women's shoulders. Period. What's that? A, check this out. You can't raise a baby with just a Range Rover. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's take it to the Black Joy story. A story of black joy. I mean, I feel like there's like Pride Month energy all all month long, guys. So for today's black joy story, it's going towards Miss Justine Lindsay, who will become the NFL's first openly transgender cheerleader during the 2022 football season as a member of the Carolina Panthers cheerleading squad. All right. Which I love, I love. So she posted about Mm -hmm. it on um, social media, but she did say at first she had reservations about sharing the news publicly. Because she had not shared that she was transgender with anybody outside of her family for the first time. Wow. Um, but she did say on her um, actual application for the team, she did put that she was transgender. And the team came out and basically said that that didn't factor into the decision and process, uh, decision-making process at all. And they still offered her a spot on the team. So I love right. that. Which I think is great because I think with things like this, which is weird, I think when we talk about just like gender roles and things like that, I feel like if you, if you are a talented person, you mm-hmm. should be able to have this occupation or this yeah, absolutely. Yes. Like it's not. It, I feel like we've gendered like cheerleading or like dance, like all these different. Until you see cheer, and you're like, Man, oh, these these Ladarius. Ladarius. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong black name, Ladarius. He's giving it to you. Yes. Or even I think recently, maybe two seasons ago, the NFL had like their first like male cheerleaders um, on mm-hmm, teams. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like just seeing just people be talented, come out here, do the job, be great, mm-hmm. support the football, the NFL. I love that, especially just with how much homophobia and transphobia and uh, sexism is in sports. sports. That's why I, I think that's why I like, like across all sports. But yeah. Like, you know, football is Very. definitely <laughs> it's 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 in there. So it's really great to see that um, the team did what they needed to do and got the best person for the job. So that's exciting. We love it. And we also have one of the best comics doing the job coming in to join us right here it's my funny black radio stick around because earthquake is going to the back of the class yes when we come back right here to smart funny and black radio i am your host amanda seals joined by jeremiah like the bible and tajani smart funny and Welcome back 
Being Black Radio. I'm your host, Amanda Seals, joined by my co-host. Jeremiah, like the Bible. And Tajrani. And, you know, <laughs> we have a legend in the building. It's always, you know, listen, we, we, we love giving platform to the comics that are on the come up and, you know, my homies, etc. But it's a special day when we have an icon. Okay. A legend. And we are we are joined by uh the natural disaster himself. Earthquake! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I am so fucking impressed. Really? Oh. Yes. What are you impressed by? Everything you got in this month. <laughs> Your production, yes, your production and everything. <laughs> Believe me, when I leave this, I might lose a next job. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got it going on in here. This is beautiful. I, it's I appreciate just, that. It's um, an honor always to be with you, sister. I mean, I admire so you from the far. So pleasure to be in your presence. I mean that as just for what you do. I am. Um, been doing this for a long time seen a lot of comedians and you have your own lane and your importance to just not only what we do genre but to everything is beautiful and just let i'm humbled by it Oh, I'm just truly. Right. I was just about to say. I was about to say, <laughs> the Cancerian in her is definitely like, <laughs> like trying to tear ducks together. No, I mean it is because it's hard. She, um, you got to understand. She, and I say that for my Samore and all I'm in here. Chocolate, another young comedian that when I started was with me and still getting on. It's hard for especially black women because they are double minority. You know, y'all y'all black and you're a woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially fucking with us as comedians, she has no HR. Please <laughs> <laughs> say that. You understand? So you got you gotta be able to navigate through us without, you know, making us respect the boundaries mm -hmm. first creatively. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, oh, that motherfucker ain't funny. Because most of them go to this and this and this and that and that and that. But her intellect can do it and then get respect from it and then be physically, of course, attractive. And then be able to handle all that. That's amazing. That people, because men, for women anyway, getting on a... On, to get people to buy their tickets. First of all, the consumer. A woman don't want to come see her if she looks better than her. Damn. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You got to You understand what I'm saying? Because she look better than her. She don't want to bring her man to look at her the better motherfucker. That's crazy. You understand? That's crazy. You see what I'm saying? But that's crazy. And then a man don't want to come see her if she's bashing what men ain't because 9 out of 10 because he's taking her out <laughs> because he done messed up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So he and don't he got want to, me co yeah, her. I want to remind this motherfucker what he did <laughs> and what he is and what he not. You know, ain't nobody paying all that. You know? Let me go take her to see Top Gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forget that I ain't come home and I ain't do this. I had the side chick and all that. That's so the subject matter, right. yeah, the subject matter have to go the way that you also want your consumer to come and she's able to do both of that. So when you see that, Appreciate you have it. to applaud it. And I always wanted to tell you that, yes. but I never got a chance to, you know, other than I've seen you at the party. I'm literally you know, hugging so, myself right you know. now. Flowers in real time. <laughs> you know, Well-deserved flowers it. in real time. Thank, Thank you. you. My mom uh, is a big fan, so shout out. My mother is a big earthquake. I really like that earthquake. <laughs> I really like that earthquake. He he like he really said a lot of things. He just said a lot of things. <laughs> so your mother said thank you. You're welcome. I shall. I shall. 
We start every show with a game because that is the smart, funny, and black way of doing things. And our first game, our, well, our only game, is going to be explain, <laughs> explain It, okay? Now, the way Explain It works is that okay. in your own unique style, you're going to explain a historical or black cultural reference that we give you. Now, this is just going to be a topic, but you're going to explain it to us in, in your own unique way. But we want to make sure that you're going to educate as you entertain, okay. as you explain. Oh, All right. Shit. So, you know, Jeremiah, I'm going to give you the honors of choosing what will Earthquake be explaining. <laughs> you're in the Bible now. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Earthquake. Can you explain to us what ashiness is? Yes. Mm. Ashiness happens to us African Americans when the white part of us is trying to go through the pigmentation that God had for us. Some of us legally and figuratively keep the ashness with them, even though they have lotion on them. But the penetration of the whiteness succumbed their pigmentation of a being a black man. That being said, <laughs> certain place ashy stays that you should not allow. And uh, anyway. By the back where your Achilles at, right there. That's where it accumulates, right there. Your elbows, your elbows get it all the time. Your knees. And if you got high blood pressure, you might get little spots of it here and there. So you need to push more on there and get into your pores. But ashiness is deep, very deep. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said, well said. Thank you. Dear. Now, this was not on the list, but one of my favorite jokes of yours references this. So I would love for you to explain spades. Oh, spades <laughs> is the, the introduction into blackness. Oh. <laughs> Understand? It's right below Jesus with the black community. <laughs> you have families have broken up over spades. <laughs> Truth have came out doing spades. You really ain't my child. See? My child would have never cut my ace of heart. See, spades is deep. That's what it is. Listen, you have a joke when you was talking. I feel like you were talking about like some niggas don't know how many kids they have. And they were like, I got two in the pos. I got two in the possible. Yeah, one in the pos. Yeah. That's what you say. I got three kids. I got two in the pos. <laughs> I don't know if that one is mine yet. Yo. You know, you know but I don't want to, you know, Yo. go get it tested. Because if it really is mine, you don't want to be with a baby mama. <laughs> so he ain't even believe you was here. <laughs> Devon, please give Earthquake the ding because those are all correct answers and the applause. Yes. You have successfully won the game of Splain It. Thank you. So here at the show, you know, we love to talk about school. Smart, funny, and black is really rooted in education, et cetera. So we would love to hear, like, what were you like in school? Were you the class clown? Were you the nerd? Were you popular? No, I was the dude in the cut. Uh-oh. The fourth guy. You know, you see four <laughs> dudes coming and the one dude don't say nothing. He just make the four. I was that because my brothers, I have three brothers and two was older than me and each one by two. So they already set the presidents. I ain't got to say nothing. You know, oh, that's a little butterballs, bro. <laughs> he was, 
my brother was a killer, you know, not literally, <laughs> but figuratively. So I ain't had to do nothing. Plus, I hung around a lot of brothers that was in this go-go, what we have in D.C.'s go-go's form of music is the hottest. And Red Essen, one of my best friends, was with him. So in school, we went to high school together, me, Lou, and Biddy, and all of us. So I never did. I just hung and was quiet and just sat back and watched other people do get down. That's the kind of kid I was. So when did the comedy come? Comedy came just like him, like he went in there, just played basketball. I went in the low missiles and came out with jokes. I went to just do stuff to just anything to not to work. And um, In the Air Force. In the Air Force, exactly. By the way, he was referencing our producer, D. Wills, who went to the Navy and did not learn how to swim, but played basketball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> went in. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. And um, Tops and Blues was a competition that you can go in. And if you able to get on there, you get to tour all the bases and just do entertainment. Oh. So I went out for there for MC so I can get out of working. <laughs> and you Your got producer. it. No, I lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost. No, I did. I lost. But, you know, I said, hey, this is cool. And um, then when the war broke out, I like I got to get out, so I had to find something to do. You know, I was so I just tried doing comedy and never turned back. The rest is history. Mm. Yeah. Well, Earthquake, I have to know because obviously style and fashion is a big part of any era, depending mm -hmm. on yes. when you went to school. Mm -hmm. And you came in today with the shades, the chain, <laughs> the jewelry dripping. So, Earthquake, what was you like style wise in, in school? Like, how, I, did you had a fit? Did you come correct? No, we was broke. Damn. I got hand me downs from my brother okay, and a little thing. Good, yeah, so you had one good outfit and you wore it on Friday. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. you get that good school day so they can see it, and then you go to the party that night with it. You know okay. what I mean? That so I, too, go. have three older brothers. One of my brothers in particular, Josh, he had this blue, uh, like, track suit I wanted to wear so bad. And I used to beg him, like, can I please wear the school? Can I please wear the school? <laughs> right. Did you have an outfit like one of your other under older bros had that you were like, I got to get that. Let me let me borrow that. Let me yeah, that but my brother was an Indian giver. No, you know? we cannot no. use that term. We can, it's really a cracker giver because I mean, they're the ones who be giving shit. Sorry it back. about it. He's a person that gives you something to take it back. It's, I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to be <laughs> politically incorrect. Um, but um, no, because he'll give you some stuff and then see you late. What you doing with my shirt on? <laughs> take it off right now. I said, You said I could wear it. Yeah, that's not like around with no shirt on in school. Oh, he's doing this at school. Yes. Oh, catch no. You There's school. no way. No, really. You can't beat him. What you going to do? You can't beat your brother. He's bigger. He can fight. Take the shirt <laughs> off. Take it off. You don't have extra shirts around. So you walk around school with no shirt on. You got to go all the way back home. And then he try to hand you stuff. Here, take this. Have this shirt. Nah, that's all right. Nope. Nah. I don't want no more. Nope. Yeah, but he used to do that all the time. Things I've never experienced as an only child. Because yes, you're telling this story, and I'm like, I'd have lost my mind. <laughs> True that. Well, well, at least his brother talked to him. My brother used to act like he ain't know me in school. So. What? Well, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. And he know Fight. what I'm talking about. He know what I'm talking about. He probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to say his Robin. name, but. Josh. Oh. Josh. Josh. Okay. Joshua. We, we talking Josh. about Josh. the Bible. <laughs> right. Also, like the Bible. But. Um, my question for you is, did you have any black teachers in school that left a lasting impression on you? Mm. Oh, well, all my teachers was black. Oh, I'm how blessed South, you were. Chocolate yeah, City. I'm from, yeah, I'm from D.C. I couldn't even remember a white teacher. And if you did, you went in his class so you could run over him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had all black teachers. So all of them was 
Where in D.C. were you from? Um, Southeast. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Southeast. So all my teachers was black. So Do you know if it's changed? No, I haven't gone back, but the school looks a lot damn better than when I was. <laughs> mm. They got stuff we never have, and I'm pretty sure it's. I'm hearing great things about it, so I have to say, if yes, it is. It's doing better now. Good, because I feel like, you know, I, I think that's an era thing. It's a generation thing, too, right? Because mm-hmm. I can count the black teachers Same. I had in the 90s, Same. right? But I feel like that was because... There was just like a different. Uh, There's like a push too, I think, to get more black educators also. Now, for um, sure. Well, they're trying it, now. Well, even like black male teachers, like there's been an effort to like, we need more black men in the classroom because it's always been like a plethora of women in classrooms, but not that much like male representation and kind of seeing that. Has I'm been like really sitting here thinking about the black teachers, and I only had two. It was really? Mrs. Lima. Yeah, Mrs. Lima was my fifth grade <laughs> teacher, and Name she was awesome. And it was to the point where it was like, all through elementary school, I was like, I have to end up in Mrs. Lima's class. And then the next white teacher I remember having was Jose St. Victor, who was a coach and one of our uh, phys ed teachers. And I was that was high school. I can't remember a black teacher in Niagara Middle School. I'm like sitting here right now like, oh. I remember in fourth grade, I had a black teacher named Miss Tullis. And she left like a month into the school year. And we had to like write in our journal. We had journals. And I, I still have the journal where I wrote, uh, you were my first black teacher in this school and now you're leaving <laughs> and now you're leaving because Sad sadness <laughs> i mean i'm like i'm like quick like in atlanta you know you have all black people for the most part right so it's blessings like, right <sighs> but what i want to know is i went to school in dc where did i go guys oh howard God. university yeah georgia avenue <laughs> yes wings with mumbo sauce <laughs> and what i will say about the kids and the students in dc Riding a train around a certain amount, a certain time of the day, you see all the kids come on the train from like school. What was it like just being growing up in DC? Like you know, it was beautiful. There's a certain man. energy it of was, like DC um, kids. Like y'all, y'all teacher was impressionable to us. We, I mean, most of the people I hung with, we looked them at like supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in to get this work done. We need this grade. And that's it. We didn't bond. You know what I mean? You, right, right, right. You teach us. We get this. Ding, ding, ding. This is what it is. Get the grade. Go on. So when I hear y'all story, this was, this was impressionable. I'm like, impressionable? What the fuck? That's the end of me. This motherfucker, motherfucker could hold me back at my mama coming up here. I, you know what I mean? So it's different. Um, coming up to D.C. was it was beautiful because now that I'm older, we have our own music we own style predominantly black but in the most powerful city in the world mm-hmm. and um you know it was great until you go on some of them school trips downtown <laughs> you, they take you to the treasury department and you see all that money and you broke you know what i mean then they take mm-hmm. you back over the bridge where it's a whole different but it was never we never seen it that way because we was having a ball to be honest with it I'm saying the kids in DC, they get on that. It's probably like probably very similar to like New York. I'm sure. Oh yeah, like it's a party on the train. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a party it's everywhere in DC. We we have our own music. Yes. Oh yeah, go go. Yes. DC we, is one of my favorite yes. cities to yes. party in. Let yes. me tell you love something. DC always showed me love. Whenever when I'm on the road, like DC is my number one market. Like oh. 
Every time. Every we time. recognize you, girl. We, you are us. You know what? Now that you say that, the first time I found out I was black famous was in D.C. Ah. Yeah. In one night, I went to three very different black spaces. Like the first night was, the first event was like a real, like Afrocentric. Uh, it was like a co-op and people were selling <laughs> black soap and whatnot. And people was like, oh, man, it's seals. And I was like, oh, what's up? <laughs> I remember I was with my homeboy and this chick was, was like waving at him. And then he realized she's waving at me. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, oh, all right. And then we went to like some bougie like hotel rooftop shit, you know, and they was playing like 90s R&B and people were sipping Bellinis and whatnot. And then these chicks was like looking at me and, you know, me coming from New York, I'm thinking like, why they why they looking at me, yo? Like, what's what's that? What's that? Like, what's good? And I literally went over and was like, what's up? <laughs> And they were like, we just love you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> and then we went to some ratchet space. <laughs> we went to a ratchet ass club. And I remember I was walking in and this chick had on a unitard. Mm. And the unitard had like like rhinestones all over it. And she was like, uh, bitch, it's my birthday. <laughs> and it's you. Take a picture with me. I, I can't. With you. Yes, that's my people. That's my, yes, that's love. And I was that's like, DC loves me. Yes. Yay. Yes. So, no, I fucks with DC heavy. Speaking of which, you can catch me at the Kennedy Center in DC on July 22nd and 23rd. Uh, come through to Smart, Funny, and Black or my podcast, Small Doses, being recorded live, or I'll be doing stand up. So, you know, DC, you always show love. I can't wait to show love back. Um, Quake, you on the road all the goddamn time. Yes, Lord. Please let the people know where they can see you. Uh, I'm kicking off my tour. It's called the Legendary Tour. Um, see? It's uh, me and Donnell Rod- Rollins. And uh, we're going out. We got about uh, 15 cities. We, are. we kick it off July 9th in uh, Chicago. Please go hit me, follow me at The Real Earthquake and get all the dates. This weekend, I mean, next week, I'm sorry. Um, Father Day weekend. I do my Father Day show in New York City. Ooh. Tri-state area. Started in Philly. Then I do um, in Brooklyn at the King's Theater. All then right. I do the NJ Pack. It's for the fathers. Yes. Listen here, the unforgotten people. The ones who be treated <laughs> bad because a couple of brothers don't want to take care of their kids. All of us got to do the job. We will not be taken for granted. We don't want no soap. We don't want no tie. Take us out to eat. Yeah. Massage our feet and yes. come see Earthquake. We don't want nothing cheap. <laughs> you understand? We ain't even trying to take what, what mama get do mama, but you ain't going to give us shorts no more. Cheat so that's all right. That's right. Quake. That's what I did it. This is my sixth year. I had to stop it two years because of the um, pandemic, mm-hmm. but we're back for Father's Day. The unforgotten man out here to keep things together. <laughs> Fathers. And all my Chicago cancers, I want y'all to go out there and get your tickets for July 9th. You know what I'm saying? My cancer fam. It's our season. It is. Yes. It's Truly. coming. It's time. Look We're at Jeremiah. Ready. Gemini's. Gemini. Oh, see. Uh, May 29th. May 26th. Look at God. See? And look at him because the season's almost over. It's time for us. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, need to be done. That's why it's two of us. It's right. always our season. <laughs> <laughs> well, this interview is almost over which means it's time for the block quiz block quiz it's the black pop quiz what it is earthquake it's time for the black pop quiz alright I'm ready first what is your black culture blind spot ooh our women <laughs> <laughs> yo I'm blind with y'all. 
<laughs> can't read your word for damn. Really? After all this time? Uh, all this time. Didn't know y'all could cry when you want to cry. Really Ooh. thought something was wrong. This one. <laughs> Some of y'all could just turn that cry on. What, 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 what? No, no. Yes, I just learned that on the spot. Yes. Really? Yeah, it took me 40 years to learn that. That y'all could cry. Wow. Just, uh, just. Uh. They've, been, they've been hanging around the whites. Because that's a very Karen skill. I was about to say, because I can't do that. I can't yeah. do it either. I well, can do it on a set. Uh, I don't know. It's some moment, because I'm telling you, it's my actors out here. They might not be, <laughs> they might, in the they might don't what have no know? TV show, but they. All they right, Arv Quick, I want to know on. you're headed to Mars, the red planet. What item are you going to take with you to remember your blackness? Mm, a ginger ale. <laughs> That's so quick. <laughs> a ginger so ale. Ginger ale is the medicine for all black people. <laughs> right, no matter yes. stomach no what. No, I think uh, last week, um, Daphne told us like a 90-day uh, or nine-month trip to get to Mars. So. It, yes. yes. It takes nine months to get to Mars. Where? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to need about 24. <laughs> a whole pack. Yes. So, name a black proverb that lives rent-free in your head. Mm. Raised by a black woman, and it's the one I always. <laughs> Stop crying before I give you something cry. to cry about. Oh. <laughs> you just gave, I'm crying for what you did to me. So that's why I'm crying. You have already provided me yeah, with you something to shed that. a tear for. Now shut up before I give you something really to cry about. I am really crying now. So I never got that proverb from my, but that's from us. I appreciate that one. Now, it is Pride Month. And so all Pride Month, we are celebrating black folks that are part mm-hmm. of the LGBTQIA+. Yes. Say it, Jeremiah. LGBTQIA. <laughs> Not these Jeremiah is our resident gay man. And he cannot say LGBTQIA+. It's too many letters. I get tongue-tied. He closed his eyes spot. like he is LGBT on the scripts. Spelling B. QIA+. It's your people. But you also be on the spot. I'm like, people. Well, go ahead, I hear you. <laughs> like, for instance, I can't like NAACP. If you say it without the double A and you say AA, that fucks me up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the. They tried the to switch it, by the way. They tried to be like, we want to be the NAACP, mm. and it was like, no, no. no, it don't flow. It don't flow. You gotta say the double A. Mm-hmm. Double A. All right, here's your Black History question. This person became the first openly gay Black actor to win an Emmy for lead actor in a drama series. Is it? RuPaul, Billy Porter, or Coleman Domingo? Mm. One more time. The three people. RuPaul. Okay. Billy Porter. Billy Porter. Yes, that is a black oh, fact. Shout out to Billy Porter. God damn it, I'm over here killing. <laughs> Body that. We love Billy Porter. Yes. And we love you, Earthquake. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. just chilling with us and coming and showing us love. We are honored to be in the presence of a legend. Mm-hmm. Y'all can go out and check out Earthquake on the Legendary Tour. Where can they get tour dates? Please go to uh, The Real Earthquake, where my IG has all the plays, all uh, the dates on it. And um, let please also listen to my show. I was Quakes just about House. to say you got a show yes. here on this network. Yes, uh, Quake's House. Uh, I feel Quakes like you've been doing Quake's House for a minute, yeah? Yeah, we're in our fourth year. Come on. That's like, God yes. damn. So right. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You need yes. To come, yeah, you. yeah, you need to tell them like, hey, I need to. I, I, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the call's already oh, been made. No, no, it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you and I am very touched and honored that you uh, respect my craft and and that was, I, I'm going to play that 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to print that out and put it like in my bathroom, what you said, because <laughs> I got to look at those words, you know, in the doubtful days. I'm like, but quick, fuck with me, though. Yes, but quick, fuck with me, though. <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for chilling with us right here on Smart, Funny and Black Radio. Thank you. Smart, Funny and Welcome back. Shout out to Earthquake for joining us. Uh, Taj. Yes. Would you take up Nick Cannon's offer to be a baby mom with a Range Rover? <laughs> I would take up an offer for a check and a Range Rover. A baby? Absolutely <laughs> never. <laughs> no. So he would have you uh, fucked up, is what you're saying. Absolutely. A nigga would have me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it is time for niggas got me fucked up Mondays, where we give y'all the opportunity to share, testify, and just vent about who got you fucked up. If you want to get your niggas got me fucked up read on this radio, all you got to do is leave your comments on our Instagram, Smartphone in Black, on our Twitter, Amanda Seals. And uh, if you're in the Amandaverse and you are a part of our subscriber Seal Squad, then you can also leave it there too. Taj, who do the people got the people fucked up? So I surely rejoice, said the gentrification that's rapidly happening in my neighborhood that's causing forced homelessness and a food desert mm. has her fucked up. I wonder what her neighborhood is. Well, it could really be any neighborhood in America. Uh, at this point. Right. At this point. <laughs> I just learned that like the Pathmark in East Harlem uh, mm-hmm. on 25th is no longer, which I'm like, well, where do they eat now? Yeah. And uh, Taj was saying that our, our friend Rome, shout out to Rome, incredible yep. photographer, uh, that Rome said that it just smells like drugs mm-hmm. over there. So they really taking it back to Well, Haiti. we just had earthquake, you know, in D.C. Every time I go back to D.C., so like visit Howard, it's like, oh, yeah, I just keep on winding it up around here. Wow. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Who else? Yeah. What's up? I was going to say L.A. is definitely one of those places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forced homelessness. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, Lord Nazi says, or Nazi, says, my supervisor for always trying to figure out what I am. I keep telling his ass I'm all black. He like, nah, not with those cheekbones. Oh. I hate Ooh. it here. Why can't I just be beautiful? Because I'm black. Not with those cheekbones. Hello, Africa. What? Right. That's like, very... like, that's actually very motherland. Listen. I hate that question when people ask, and it's just also uh, nazi or nazy. It's a woman, but it's also just kind of like, to her point, can't I just be black and beautiful? Why is that got to be mixed with something but else? Can't right. Just mind your business and do the work. Mm. I remember being in an audition and the agent, I mean, not the agent, the casting director being like, so, so what are you? And I was like, an actress. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, and then lastly, Londi Woodmia said, yeah. Londi would Mia. I don't know. You know, it's all one thing. So right. I'm like, huh, wonder what this really says. But yeah, it says folks on my job, we get Friday off for the summer and people are asking if I'm working because they have unfinished projects. Nope, not. <laughs> she ain't in a group project. She's it's like... definitely giving. I clocked out. It's 1 p.m. I'm done. My phone. Listen, I hear them and you heard them. And if you want to hear yourself, remember, all you got to do is look out for when we post the niggas got me fucked up posts on our Instagram, Smartphone and Black, on our Twitter, Amanda Seals, and within the Amandaverse. It's been a fun time. It's been great. It's been a great ride. I want to let y'all know we got a special episode for Juneteenth. You will get to check out a Smart, Funny, and Black 
game show right here on Smart Bunny and Black Radio. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm like really excited. It's going to be a great time. We got Ambria Allen. We got Chris Spencer. They're going to be going head to head to play games that test our knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. And we got to see who's going to be Crown Master Blacksburg at the end of the night. Are we going to have those like Juneteenth plates for the game or not? (laughs) But what did it say? It's giving what? It's giving it's freedom. Giving no, it's the freedom for me. It's the, it's the freedom, freedom for, for me. me. I feel like, you know, they already have them in stock. We might as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that. <laughs> uh, if you, but if you love it, then you can come see Smart Freedom in Black when we come to your city. Make sure you go to amandaseals.com and get your tickets. The Black Outside Again tour is popping off. I'm doing stand-up. I'm doing Smart Freedom in Black. I'm in your town. We've also got some other stuff up our sleeves that are coming around the way. So make sure you keep a lookout and keep a he- keep an ear open. Open. If you're not following us on Instagram, you can follow me at Amanda Seals. Me at Jeremiah Like the Bible. And me at Taj Ronnie. You can also keep listening to get another taste of Smart, Funny, and Black Live because we end every episode with a clip. And this clip is uh, a real good one. Now, we have been doing this show for a very long time. Shout out to Lauren London. She joined Jermaine Fowler on the stage at the Roxy when we were there at 2018 to have a little game of blash tags. And it was a hoot. And let me just also say this. Lauren was like worried to do it because she was like, I don't know if I could like keep up because he's a comedian. <laughs> she smashed it. And speaking of smashing it, her new line with Puma, uh, uh, Forever Stronger. Forever Stronger just released. So make sure you go out and uh, and, and smash that credit card and support our new. sister. Yes. Get that known. Yes, because it's the new, new <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. See you all next week. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Smart Bunny and Lauren. Yes. What fam are you repping tonight? Um, Fly fam. Even though I don't do it for Instagram, I just do it for life and myself. Uh, And it just ends up on Instagram. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, our first game of the night is Blast Tags. The way Blast Tags works is we will show our guests a series of pictures that are all according to a specific theme. Then they will come up with a funny hashtag that goes along with that theme, but we call it a Blast Tag because it's black. All right. Now... (laughs) Tonight's blast tag category is uh, Brothers Be Winning. So, Brothers Be Winning, our first is Mr. Michael Jackson. Lauren. I'm not going to do it. No. What is your blast tag for Michael in all these sequins? Mine is not that good. In all this jerry curl. It's not that funny. Yours is. You prepared. You can't preface it with that. Well, no, I want to warn them. (laughs) You just never know. Okay. I'm afraid now, though. Because it's really off the dome. I have a thousand things I don't know. So, um, hashtag. Can I do two hashtags? Yeah. Twirl, nigga, twirl. See? See? That was funny. Hey, that was funny. <laughs> you better believe it. Get, 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 see? You better believe in yourself, right, girl. Right, right. You need Quincy Jones in your life. <laughs> and my other one is not, it, it, it's, I, my brother kind of helped me with this one in the back. Um, keep it cute, Quincy. Oh, we don't, you don't have to do that because let me tell you. Anytime you see comics on shows like this, nine times out of ten, they got a whole squad of motherfuckers. Oh, I know. That wrote. 
So, yeah. That's not true. Know that. Know that. He didn't have a squad. No, no, he's his own. I'm a, oh. <laughs> so this is when Michael Jordan was inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I'm all, I, I'm really like, I love seeing brothers show emotion and sensitivity. Um, <laughs> but I also love memes. So there's that. So, ja Lauren, Lauren, hit us with your first flash tag. Um, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good shit. Cause now you're watching it, you're like, I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight my uncles. I had to fight my brothers. Girl, this ain't safe in a house of men's. But I never, never thought I'd have to fight my own house. And, and remember, Seely was like, uh. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Jermaine, what blast tag you got from Mr. Michael Jordan and his tears of joy, Den? All right, it's going to get dark. Here we go. Ooh. It just is. All right. Hashtag, when you think all the kids that died over my shoes. That's just really... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say something wrong? Get over it. That's what I got tonight. That's what I got. <laughs> now, I don't like y'all moaning. Y'all upset like, oh, they was acting a clown. When 3-6 Mafia won their Oscar, they did it for Memphis. They, put, look at, he was like, not, he was like, fuck the Oscar, I'ma show you my watch. <laughs> Lauren, what is your blast tag? For three six, my Suck feet, a nigga my feet, dick my feet, my feet, my feet, my feet, my Oscar, yeah, do have a dickliness to it. All right, Jermaine, we've given you ample time to come up with a blast tag. Uh, we'll see what happens. Here we go. Um, hashtag, we about to fuck Merle Streep tonight. Good shit. Clap it up. <laughs> I want you to also take notice of the barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, the first thing I saw. Right. Classy niggas. <laughs> so that is the end of our Blash Tag segment of the show. Clap for our guests. You came out So, Smart Bunny in Black, who do we feel won Blash Tags tonight? Make some noise if you think it's Jermaine repping Culture Fam. Yeah, make some noise if you think it's Jermaine repping Culture Fam. It's okay. I thought, I thought two of them were fine. I thought two of them were fine. Yep. You gonna clap for two of them? Y'all didn't even do nah, a polite. Nah, don't clap. Stop clapping, Cindy. There wasn't Cindy. even a polite nah, church clap. Nah, shut the fuck clap. up, Cindy. Nah, that was rude as fuck. Uh, make some noise if you think Lauren London won Blast Tag. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> 